Another Boston player is expressing disappointment over not being able to go to the Olympics, and I'm naming the Boston Bruins Player of the Year on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Let's get into it. You're Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is, what, Tuesday, December 28th. Happy 61st birthday to Ray Bork, Boston Bruins legendary defenseman, one of my favorite players growing up. Uh, I want to remind you that the podcast is free and available on all platforms. Thank you so much for making Locked on Bruins your first listen every day. Just tremendous growth in 2021. I'm excited for even more growth in 2022. Part of that growth came from jumping on YouTube, the video podcast uh, has been uh, moving along well. A lot of people subscribing, commenting, and uh, you can do so by searching up Locked On Bruins on YouTube. That would be very much appreciated. Now here on Tuesday, the Bruins are uh, scheduled to practice once again. Uh, they practiced uh, yesterday after the NHL allowed uh, training facilities to be opened up on Boxing Day. Taylor Hall uh, rejoined the team. Uh, so that means the first nine players to land in protocol have all cleared, leaving just Brandon Carlo, who went on the list on December 21st, and Charlie Coyle, who went on on December 26th in COVID protocols. Uh, Oscar Steen, he's another guy that was in there, and he was reassigned to Providence on Monday, but he could come back as part of the taxi squad. The Bruins idle for another few days uh, after Wednesday's game was postponed. Their next scheduled game is a New Year's Day matinee against the Sabres at TD Garden. Um, Kind of another example of, I mean, early on, it was the schedule that was working against this team. A lot of breaks, a lot of days in a row with practice. And uh, now they're kind of in that mini training camp scenario again. Uh, Cassidy, uh, head coach, Bruce Cassidy said they've got some things to cover. Uh, and yeah, it's an opportunity to run almost like a mini training camp and, uh, they'll probably take a day off here this week, but, um, the idea is they will, yeah, just work on some things that they need to do in order to hit the ground running when they do get back to game action on, uh, on the weekend. Secondary scoring is an issue, getting to the net, making plays, and uh, special teams will probably be worked on as well. Now, Patrice Bergeron, he was one of the players who was out with COVID-19, said he uh, just had some mild symptoms that lasted for a couple days, and uh, he one of the main guys who is affected by the NHL's decision not to participate in the upcoming 2022 winter games in Beijing. He's already a two-time gold medalist for team Canada 
at the Olympics. And he has also won at the world junior level. He's won at the uh, world cup, a uh, member of the triple gold club. He said he would have gone. It would have been his last chance to experience it. He was there twice, Vancouver, 2010, Sochi, 2014, able to live it. He feels for the guys that haven't had a chance, and this might have been their last chance to go. It's disappointing as an athlete and as a competitor. I think you want to be part of those types of events. Fortunate enough in his career to do it twice and to live it and to experience it and have some amazing memories out of it. Uh, so that's a bit of a silver lining there or a golden lining, if you will. Uh, he said he was definitely thinking about going, had some question marks uh, with COVID protocols and all of that, leaving his family behind, but he did have a discussion with his wife. It was his last chance and he wanted to be part of it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Bergeron joining Brad Marchand, who expressed his disappointment uh, the other day. He was actually pretty critical of the NHL. Uh, he said, guys have worked their entire lives to put themselves in a position to compete at that level and that have that opportunity. It should be guys' decision whether they choose to go or not, regardless of what's happening in the world. The Olympics are on. They're playing. The blessed best players in the world should have had the option. Uh, he said it felt like they were trying to get out of it for a while. They didn't want us to go uh, in regards to the NHL. At the end of the day, they don't care about the Olympics. They don't make any money on it. And that's ultimately what this is. It's a business. We're an asset. Let's call a spade a spade. Uh, Bergeron said he is trying to watch some of the world juniors. Uh, definitely some great memories. Uh, from him growing up, uh, the World Juniors meant the Christmas holiday, being home with family, uh, watching it on TV, special moment for him to be part of it and experience it from the inside. And uh, it's something that he always tries to keep an eye on uh, around Christmas time. Speaking of the World Juniors, um, Fabian Lysel for Team Sweden, once again, kept out of the lineup uh, for the second uh, preliminary round game. He, um, I think I said on Twitter that he's dealing with an injury. I guess it's a non COVID related illness. Uh, so that's really a bummer not to be able to watch him uh, play at that level uh, on the international stage. Hopefully he recovers and is able to, uh, to get back into it. Uh, back in 2004, 2005, Patrice Bergeron played for the world juniors. Uh, that team was ridiculously loaded. He had five goals, eight assists for 13 points in just six games for uh, for Canada that year. Uh, that team also featured Ryan Getzlaff, Jeff Carter, Sidney Crosby, uh, Andrew Ladd, Corey Perry, Dion Phaneuf, Micah Richards, um, and uh, yeah, just some ridiculous talent on that team as a result of the uh, lockout that year that wiped out the entire season. So yeah, kind of a bummer that Marchand Bergeron won't be able to play at the Olympics. But like I said yesterday, do we want them over there quarantining potentially for three to five weeks? Once the Bruins are back in action, that would be potentially disastrous for this team uh, as they look to secure a, a playoff spot. Um and uh, yeah, hopefully Lysel is able to play. Uh, 
uh, here soon for Team Sweden. He could be, uh, I don't know, would he be a dark horse candidate for the national team at the Olympics? I don't know if the Vancouver Giants would let him go to that, but um, yeah, hopefully we can see him in this tournament sometime, uh, sometime very soon. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They have you covered for pro college football, uh, bowl season, as well as pro and college basketball, hockey, boxing, uh, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. You can jump on there right now, their website, use your phone, uh, get a free account and sign up for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code locked on. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new and amazing offers available over there at bet online, where the game starts again, use promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Now, when it comes to Bruins player of the year, for 2021 pretty clear who that guy will be he's one of the top players in the nhl period since january 1st 2021 brad marchand has appeared in 74 games he has scored 40 goals added 56 assists for a total of 96 points in those 74 games, that's good for a 1.3 uh, point per game average. Only uh, three players have scored more points than him, and one is tied at 96 points. That's Miko Rantanen of the Colorado Avalanche, 44 goals, 52 assists for 96 points in 76 games. So Marshan with a slight advantage there in terms of points per game. Austin Matthews. 61 goals, 38 assists for 99 points. Uh, he's a 1.25 point per game average over that span. And then, of course, you have the two Edmonton Oilers who are far and away uh, the best players in the last year. Leon Dreisaitl with 133 points in 85 games, 1.56 point per game average. And Connor McDavid, 50 goals, 104 assists for 154 points over the last calendar year, a 1.81 uh, goals against average. If you took away his goals, he would still be uh, second in total points uh, in the NHL behind only Leon Dreisaitl. That's ridiculous. But when it comes to uh, the Boston Bruins, you have Brad Marchand, who ranks fourth in the NHL, among all players with at least 65 games played in terms of points per game, um, Nathan McKinnon has appeared in 65 games, 23 goals, 66 assists for 89 points, a 1.37 point per game average. And then you have Marchand at 1.3. Uh, it's pretty remarkable how good Brad Marchand has been over the last little while. If you date it back to 2016, January 1st, 2016, Brad Marchand is uh, fourth in the NHL in total points, a 488 total over the course of 414 games, behind only McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Patrick Kane, who has 500 points since uh, the beginning of 2016. 
Uh, if you listen to my interview with Sean Thornton recently, you remember how he talked about Brad Merchant kind of starting on the Merlot line, the fourth line for the Bruins back in 2011. Quickly became clear that his skill set was more conducive to a uh, checking slash scoring role. And he has certainly uh, blossomed into uh, just an amazing player for the Boston Bruins. In my mind, he's a heart trophy candidate this season for sure. I don't know where the Bruins would be without him. And it's ridiculous how he just seems to have gotten better and better over the course of his career. Um, 61 points back in 2015, 2016. And then from there, uh, he has just taken off 80 points, 2016, 17, 85 the year after. He hit the 100-point mark in 2018-2019, 87 points a couple seasons ago, 69 points in 53 games last year. And this season, 27 points through 21 games. Uh, Brad Marchand truly is Boston's most valuable player. All due respect to Patrice Bergeron, I think um, if you take Marchand out of the lineup, he's just such a driver when it comes to um, the penalty kill, the power play, five on five. Uh, he just brings it on a nightly basis. And uh, it's just remarkable to have seen him develop over the last several years. So by far, Boston's best player over the last year. You know, I could uh, definitely give a nod as well to Charlie McAvoy. I think he really developed into the number one uh, defenseman that the Bruins hoped that he could be when he was drafted uh, a few years ago. Uh, he has really emerged as, yeah, certainly that. They're their number one defenseman without question. One of the top guys in the NHL. Uh, he was in the Norris Trophy conversation last year. And I think he certainly should be a finalist uh, in 2021, 2022. Uh, 76 games this past calendar year. Nine goals, 36 assists for 45 uh, points. Those point totals don't necessarily blow you away, but it's his um, strength at 5-on-5 five five defensively, driving possession, getting the puck up the other way that makes him such a remarkable talent, and I could easily see him being the Bruins player of the year for 2022, especially if he wins the uh, the Norris or is even, even a finalist. He's that special, and uh, the Bruins are certainly uh, very lucky to, to have him in the mix for sure. Let me know what you think. Is there uh, a player that deserves this honor more than Brad Marchand? I'd be uh, very surprised if anyone thought so, but you can hit me up at ENC McLaren or at Locked NHL Bruins with uh, with your thoughts on this year's Locked On Bruins Player of the Year. Thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms, so please do hit that subscribe button and be sure to subscribe as well on YouTube so that you can uh, get the podcast in uh, in video form. So the NHL is scheduled to get back to action uh, tonight. 
Uh, there are some postponed games on the schedule, including uh, the Penguins and the Bruins, who are supposed to play. Oh, that was last night, sorry. Uh, the Blackhawks and Blue Jackets were supposed to play tonight. That game has been postponed. But as of right now, the Canadians and Lightning scheduled to play, the Golden Knights and the Kings, as well as the Coyotes and the Sharks. The Lightning-Montreal game is a bit dicey because of uh, a lot of COVID cases among those teams. But as of right now, uh, it's a go, and we will finally get uh, some NHL action in the mix, although we'll have to wait a few days, of course, to see our Boston Bruins back in action. Quick check in on the standings. Where do the Bruins stand at the moment? Well, if you're going by points, they are three out of a wild card spot, three points back of the Detroit Red Wings for that second wild card spot in the Eastern Conference. However, uh, it's always important to look at point percentage, especially with the disparity among games played right now. And you can see that the Bruins are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in the Eastern Conference right now, uh, ahead of the uh, Detroit Red Wings because they have five games in hand on Detroit, a 577 point percentage. They're also uh, only one of eight teams to have a positive goal differential, although their plus two is lowest among all playoff teams right now Detroit sitting at a minus 16 so as we come out of the holiday break and as we enter the 2022 portion of the season it's my belief my opinion that the Bruins are a playoff team I think they still need some time to I mean the season's been so weird they had that awful schedule to begin haven't really gotten to a rhythm had some injuries uh, suspension. They have had two public trade requests made. Speaking of which, the trade freeze is over. So Jake DeBrusque, Zach Sinishin could be moved at any time here. And um, yeah, I think with a uh, more stable schedule, they're definitely going to have a lot of games packed in here uh, with potentially the return of Tuka Rask within the next few weeks. I think uh, you'll see them solidify a playoff spot. I don't know if they can move up in the Atlantic at this point. Uh, pretty difficult to catch Florida. Uh, say hi, Bessie, Toronto, or Tampa Bay. They're seven points back of the – oh, sorry. They're ten points back of the Panthers with only three games in hand. Um, so it might be tough to pop into the uh, top three there. But, uh, you know. They'll have plenty of opportunities to go on a run with 56 games remaining on the schedule. I think that's it for today's episode, folks. Um, not quite sure if I'm going to record tomorrow. I am scheduled to get a booster in the morning, so we'll see how things are going. Uh, but definitely we'll be checking in on the Bruins throughout the week as they prepare for sa Saturday's game against the Buffalo Sabres. And uh, we will see, yeah, if... Coil is cleared, Carlos cleared, what kind of lineup they have, who's added to the taxi squad, if anybody, well, they will add to the taxi squad. Uh, John Moore has already been called up. He will be um, getting considerable time with Carlo out and with Jakobs Borrell on uh, 
on the shelf. And uh, yeah, with the taxi squads coming, Bruce Cassidy said um, they have a few days to sort through it. You always want guys playing. So don't know if it's exactly like it was before when you've had to call guys up and down, if they went to Providence or if they're going to allow them to play down there and stay on the squad. So yeah, they're kind of worried about whether or not it will be guys just sitting around for a few weeks or uh, if they can play for Providence while on the taxi squad. Um, and finally, yeah, on to Garask. Cassidy said he's about three weeks out from what he understands. And a uh, couple of hurdles to clear in terms of a contract, but probably about three weeks away, uh, which, uh, yeah, is exciting for sure. Uh, the Bruins will likely have a bunch of makeup dates over the course of the um, scheduled Olympic break. I believe I saw this morning that they're going to try to um, give each team like a week off, like that normal, uh, you know, rest week or whatever, and then try to fit some games in as well. And the Bruins have six games to reschedule. So, yeah, I hope you're all having a great week. Uh, if you're looking for something to watch, I would definitely recommend 1883, which is the Yellowstone prequel. First few episodes are up of that and really enjoying it. And uh, I've been making my way through The Leftovers once again, which I just can't get enough of. One of my top three uh, favorite shows. Anyways, take care, friends. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Congrats to Brad Marchand for the Locked On Bruins Player of the Year. And uh, looking forward to seeing who steps up in 2022. Look out for Charlie McAvoy to uh, be a prime candidate for that this year. Um, so, yeah, thanks again. Be back soon with another episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.